2: Yeah, happy happy hour, man. You know, Travis, sex sells. Let me just tell you, I'm not above. So I'm not about subtle whoring, much like that song. I'm not about the subtle whoring. And what's that song? You've uh, proven that. What? I've never been to me. Okay, here's my point. Frank Laguzzi, hot, fucking hot, handsome ex G man, Jen Kirkman one of the many Jens I have a crush. Everyone has a crush on Jen Kirkman. comedian, comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. I'm in love with everyone named Jennifer. We came to that conclusion this week. Think about it. Who's not? Jennifer Aniston. Who's not hot? That's yeah. Jennifer. J-Lo. Jennifer Conley. Who else do we miss? Jennifer Beals.
0: Jennifer Garner. We had a really awkward moment with Jennifer Garner. Oh,
2: Jennifer Garner. Just go watch the scene from Alias. Oh my God. I, in the negligee. Okay.
0: Have I told you I know people from the gym who were her landlord when she first moved here? Oh, You're no. one degree and they're fans of the show. Oh, no! so you're like you're like literally one okay. degree away from her Okay, I am
2: literally whoring out Jen Kirkman for this happy hour Because she's hot. She's another hot Jen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, uh, Frank Luguzzi. I'm just saying right that would be the FBI knock on the door I'd like mm-hmm. wow Like a, right? like a porn. Just like FBI. Oh, sure you are. Walka, I'm here for walka, a search. Waka, 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 Oh, hi G man. You here to find my G spot? You oh. doing a search? Okay. I don't think he would have to search far for the G-spot. That G-man is all I'm saying. What? Okay. My point is, he told us a lot. There's a lot of great stuff going on with the FBI, and he clued us in on the whole deal. And Jen Kirkman is just hilarious. She's and a hot. And hot. Enjoy this big, frothy, sexy, happy hour confection. Drink up! Oh, it's time for our friend. Is here. Look. Here she comes. Oh, yeah, now you're here.
0: Kirkman's on with Steph now. I need her here on line. Jen Kirkman's on
2: with Steph now. Jen Kirkman's with Steph online line. You know. Jen
1: Kirkman's with Steph on line. Trump he likes to bitch and whine. Jen put that Trump lyric back in. In studio yay there she is yeah, a monumental moment it's so exciting uh, i should mention i have a little bit of covid okay we should all right be good. fantastic yeah thank we should you. be good because i drank some bleach this morning and good. drank it i thank mouth mouthwashed yeah, yeah, so. yep. yep. yeah thank you for
2: self-disclosing
1: Yes. see this honor
2: system is working fine it's working great thank you yeah oh, yeah my, yeah oh my god okay <laughs> just kidding okay Mask I don't know, now i don't know if i set the bar too high but i saw you at jody hamilton's hugging party Mm-hmm. on Saturday, and we we pre-worked out some material, which we never do. We don't usually yeah. to rehearse for your appearances. No,
1: and you know, we weren't even trying to. We were just being so naturally funny at a yes. party.
2: Yes, That well, you I, said we could do this on air. I was happy as a lipstick lesbian because I was with my friend Rob, and I was mistaken for his wife and, and a mom.
1: <laughs> and I was insulted for you. <laughs> because two parties in a row, people thought Rob was when you, my husband. When you think someone's a mom and they don't have a child anywhere near them... Or any kind you of like...
2: S- you said, I thought you just looked tired.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <They> <laughs> oh, said, that's like saying you look horrible and like you haven't slept in a long time and are under a lot of financial stress. That's what you, you look like.
2: Are You You look exhausted. Are you a mother? <laughs> do you <laughs> Do you have someone that's embarrassed to be seen with you and that's making you go broke? Oh, you must be a mother. Okay, Um. here's what we were saying because you were talking about... You famously talked about this in your book, not having kids, and you're happy about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was saying, you know, at first I... I just didn't want kids and didn't have an opinion either way yeah and then as i get older right i realize that was a great choice and i'm very happy to not have to yes. have kids and i was saying that during the pandemic nobody really mentioned to me their usual you know having a kid is really the best thing you could do with your life i noticed that didn't get said during the year of homeschooling
2: <laughs> so exactly you remember our friend matt miller So we started out with all these creative home parenting ideas and then like literally a week later, we're like, take this box of crackers and this iPad and go in the basement and don't come back till dinner.
1: But Stephanie said, you said that, you know, when you spend five minutes with a kid and your friend's kid and it's really fun. Right. If you get confused by that and think you want a kid, you said it would be like. It's
2: like a comic (laughs) with a really good five minutes and then you go on the road with them and you have to hear, you know, like 45 (laughs) every day. You're like that that was somebody that kid had like a good five, but
1: I made a mistake taking them (laughs) on the road and now I have to love them unconditionally
2: because they are adorable for maybe three three to five minutes. They're like, you know what they are. They're like YouTube sensations as versus real comics. You're like, oh, wow, that got so many hits. Let's go on the right. And then they have to do an hour. That's what having kids full time is like. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you know, the rest of your stuff is really kind of mushy, (laughs) kind of just concepts a little weak. Not really any punchlines. I
1: like the part where you blow me kisses. I don't like the part where you poop your pants. I don't like the That's, part where I'm talking talk. about the comic. I don't
2: one. like, you know, way too long a setup. The setup <laughs> is like 25 minutes. It's too long for a setup. There's not even a... Okay, so that was... Kravis, wasn't that good? It's a kid, Kids are bad so... comics with them, maybe five. And then you got to go on tour with them for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's not even like an hour set, a headliner set. It's like a 24-7 set. And you and have you're to like, sit on oh. the plane
1: with them. <laughs> god
2: this was not funny like
1: several hours ago i know people are laughing in their cars even though we sure. can't hear the laughter we yes. feel it
2: yes you, um, you planned all this ahead of time oh okay up, listen you know we
1: didn't what? plan listen, it listen, listen miss stephanie was very very high i'm kidding she wasn't <laughs> i just like to say horrible things not that that's horrible but it would be if you weren't high would you weren't.
2: no i was not
0: that's your natural state
2: i hadn't been out in a while you could tell i was i put vegetarian chili in a I, what was it a piece of celery i'm like look at this like stuffed celery no one does that look what i just made i was just that's how exciting i just being out of the house (laughs) i was like look what i've done i've made a new hors d'oeuvre
0: you should not be allowed out free range
2: yeah i was it was exciting i always i say the same thing every time i hug jen kirkman kirkman how fluid are you feeling today the answer is always not very but
1: I always (laughs) it's like a temperature it's It's a temperature a lot of lesbian conversion parties i feel like lately just a lot of parties being invited to where they're like look Yes, yeah. you talk
2: to, you're talking about on your new <laughs> podcast, uh, No Fun, the yes. No Fun podcast, about lying to a comedy legend, which happened in my to, house. I
1: gaslit Lily Tomlin to her face. I, I didn't mean oh, to. Oh, Sean, get the theme ready.
2: Uh-huh. Okay. The, there's we a talked gaslighting about, theme? No, we talked about this was like a Curb Your Enthusiasm oh, scene yeah. at my party.
1: <laughs> well, you live uh, on a street that has, uh, it's small. You can't, right. like, t- two cars can't really pass each other. And I had done a U-turn so I could park, and I saw another car approaching as I was parking, and they were going very slow, and they looked at me, and I looked at them, and we made eye contact, and it was Lily. Now, yes. she doesn't know who I am. Right. I also had a patch on You had on an my eye patch eye. on. Yeah, because I had a black Which eye. Which makes you
2: somewhat identifiable. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and then I parked my car, and then she parked hers, and I didn't want to walk in with her because she doesn't know me. Right. I wanted to give her her privacy, so I ran into your house. And then once in your house, I didn't have the eye patch on anymore because you all made me take it off. Suddenly, a bunch of lesbians had fashion tips for me. And... <laughs> Lily comes in and she goes, did I see you outside? And we made eye contact. I went, no. She goes, we looked at each other in the eye. I go, I mean, I saw someone driving. Didn't know it was. What? She just stared at me
2: and went. You lied to me. You lied to a comedy legend. She she has a Mark Twain award. Yeah, I made a mistake. As Paula Poundstone said to her, did Mark Twain give it to you? (laughs) that was funny we made a lot of old jokes
1: it was bad
2: you know that Lily I shouted listening listening right in her ear Grandma I'm gonna turn the music down now okay
1: well here's my in my defensive Lily pulled up I wasn't gonna go knock on her window and go hey Lily I know you're at the party because you're Lily Tomlin and I'm a big fan and Steph texted me and told me you were coming so if you want me to wait outside the car and walk you in like I just wanted to give her her yes. space it's not yeah. like she needed help so you thought
2: it would make it better to lie to her to her face.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know why okay. I couldn't have just said what I just said to you to her. Yeah. But I just didn't want to. I
2: feel like I immediately have to invite you back to another party she's coming to. So then we can play the Veep theme because I just feel like <laughs> you'll do something to
1: follow up. Your... I'll just make eye contact with her the whole time to let her know. <laughs>
2: okay. Oh, boy. All right. Okay.
1: What else is in the
2: No Fun podcast? You talk about uh, hiking in L.A. Uh, I don't I hike every day. I you I won't hit on you. Do you want to hike?
1: Oh no, I wasn't saying people hit on me. I was just saying if there's any murderers out there, yeah. they best not come for me because I hike with a with air horn oh, you- and a flashlight. Yeah, mainly for coyotes, but it, I think it could work on murderers. But I was saying that uh you know,
2: so it's like same stuff you have for a hockey game, you just bring hiking. Well, I don't know what
1: a hockey game is. Okay.
2: It's a game that they play. I don't I think aren't there air horns in sports uh, in you're sports? asking the gay this i don't know sean <laughs> don't you have one in your sound effects box?
1: i don't you i do. can make one not uh, in my box i actually have it with me if you want me to oh really to make the noise i'll bring it out after the commercial I feel like it's a little startling people might it drive might off the road yeah the dogs might <laughs> okay penalty box see. it's the
2: air raid siren that's well, what we call oh, it okay. yeah the okay. reason i was
1: talking about hiking i was talking about people that those signs all over the neighborhood that said drive like your kids live here oh yes well what if you don't have you known of kids i just just mans- commit vehicular manslaughter. I don't have kids, so just I guess. Really,
2: I don't care what I hit. Uh, yeah. yeah, so
1: I just think it's insulting to people with and without kids. There it is. Okay, yep. I, that's
2: not really an air horn, but it's close enough. It's like
1: a nuclear air raid signal, and now I'm afraid that that wasn't a sound effect and that we need to get off the air right now. Is to take cover. No, it's a sound effect. Okay.
2: It's a sound effect. What, what is the cabbage versus lettuce debate on your show? What is that about?
1: Well, you know, sometimes I use Instacart and I get these teenage shoppers. So I do know what it's like to be a mom because I'm teaching that the kids. Right. And I ordered iceberg lettuce and they brought me a cabbage instead because they don't know the difference. And, you know, when you have your heart set on something, I had all the ingredients for a oh, salad. Your
2: substitutions. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I,
1: oh, I don't even think it was a substitution. I think they just grabbed the wrong thing. Oh, like, yeah. And I opened it and i was like no i want an iceberg i mean it's not the earth's greatest problem but i
2: feel like because i talked about this a lot right travis Mm -hmm. my soup because i dealt with i i haven't been in the supermarket in like two years because now i get but it was a a transition period getting used to substitutions although i feel like it has better prepared me for post-covid dating life you'll be like i (laughs) wanted this is fine this This is is not not what i want i ordered that i
1: saw but, but okay okay well, it's funny because I worked in a grocery store in yeah. 1988, not to brag, before there were ATM cards, people. I was making change in my Whenever head.
2: Whatever, paper or plastic. Go ahead. Name dropper. Uh, did did yeah. people write checks for you?
1: Uh, people would write checks, and I'd <laughs> gladly accept them uh, because I didn't, know any, I didn't know any different. But my point is, I mistook a cabbage for an iceberg, and a woman schooled me, and I feel like I'm just passing it down. I got shamed in person. And these days, we don't even... I, this kid didn't even get to learn because he just dropped it off, and you know. So I took to Facebook okay. and said, "All right, it, I've got it know. all
2: controlling now. Like I now, I now I know in advance. I choose the only substitute this, or don't substitute. Because it, it, at first it would be like I ordered an orange and you sent a hammer. It's not even close to. <laughs> the, no. it, it, did they ever do that? I'm like, this isn't even anything close to what I.
0: I ordered yeah. uh, lamb chops one time and they sent pork chops. Well,
1: that's. that's
0: at no, least in the genre. And, uh, I'm well,
2: saying I got totally min- different objects. It's still a dead yes. animal.
1: Yeah, vegetarian. Yeah. Looking
2: down on you. See, this is probably why I'm single, because then I'm like, at first I was like, okay, fine, I'll be flexible, except that substitution. Now I'm like, no, only this, or don't substitute at all. Well, you
0: the mint sauce I made did not go with pork chops, let me tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. But anyway, right. I don't mean to complain. I'm very lucky, and he, I always tip well and all right. that. Okay, also, I just
2: want to know what uh, about Gen X, never drank water, coffee's really good for your health, and your psychiatrist is retiring. Can you just summarize those?
1: Well, I was just saying that, you know, I carry around a 64-ounce bottle of water to go from room to room, and I have a feeling that maybe I don't need to be so hyper-focused on hydration that maybe, like, the water bottle industry is screwed with our heads. And I read an article that said drinking coffee is really good for you, even four cups a day, caffeine really? or decaf. Oh. And my psychiatrist is retiring, and on a Yelp review looking for a new one, the review uh, that this man wrote about this doctor was Dr. Judith is really great and she's not a Nazi and that intrigued me and she's going to be the first uh, one I call
2: oh fantastic yeah and i that seems like a low bar not a Nazi but maybe
1: it's a low bar but ultimately I think it's an important thing that we do know these days
2: did she know? did she do something that was maybe Nazi ish and this is just no she's not a Nazi
1: Right to ignore the swastika on her arm—that is a symbol of you know. Right. The yeah. other thing I did start to mm-hmm. worry about is uh, it might mean she's anti-vax because sometimes. Oh. So I, I might not actually go to her. Okay. But I was intrigued. I must say. Okay. Well, I would yeah. be too. Yeah, I would that's...
0: say there's a one-star review for her that you need to look for that might explain the Nazi comment.
2: Yeah. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you? Did I ever told you the best uh, psychiatrist story ever uh, told to us by uh, Elvira? Mistress of the Dark. Oh, yes, she uh, got her recommendation for a therapist from her best friend Pee Wee Herman. Oh, (laughs) yes, and so she was uh, in therapy, and she was telling a very, you know, personal, like, vulnerable story, and the therapist was giggling, and she's like, "Are you? Why are you? Is there something?" And then Pee Wee popped out from behind the couch and went, "Ha ha!" And that's—I was like, "Are you serious?" Okay, that's unethical (laughs) on a lot of levels, but she thought it would be funny to let. Peewee listened. She was. He was behind the therapist's couch, and
1: that's exactly yeah. what I would expect to happen. And I'm right. If you take it away, it, that it, did. If,
2: right. I always said like people that call Dr. Laura for therapy deserve therapy from Dr. Laura. So I'm just saying, Elvira, if you take therapy advice from Peewee Herman, I'm going to need waiting. this
1: therapist number. I'm also intrigued.
0: Well, Peewee Herman out behind the, the I, couch. Is he just always there, waiting to pop out during love, a therapy? I love that session. story
2: anymore. She just okay. I don't even know what levels of unethical that is. But okay, let's move on. You also said um, you're seeing I feel like everyone in L.A. is wearing more masks now than before the vaccine. We were saying that. Yeah. I like when I've just walked down here to, you know, and so then I put mine on because I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I go in somewhere, I definitely wear a mask. But outside, I thought it's okay. But now I'm I'm. It's That's weird. Like, yeah, it's weird. Right? When I go
1: inside, I put it on in solidarity. Yeah. Um, but yesterday I went outside. There was like a coffee shop that you walk by. There was a window shut. Right. And they said put a mask on outside. And I wasn't like, I, I did it, of course. But right. everyone there was kind of like, this is weird. Like, it seems more now. And then you don't want to wear a mask because you feel like you look like an anti-vaxxer. Yes,
2: so you're afraid you look like a Republican. But you're then like, people with immune
1: compromised like... issues were mad at me on Twitter because right. they were like, what about us? And I was like, well, uh, yes, but I wasn't really...
2: You know what the only Bucky. answer is, is go to com. The Steph store has vaccinated AF, Stephanie Miller Show. It has vaxxed and Wax Stephanie Miller Show. It has all of your funky cold Moderna. Mm-hmm. I've got the Pfizer, J&J, oh, yeah. one gonna and get, done.
1: I'm going to get this girl's on Pfizer. There you go. Yeah, because I I love that. And I want people to know if yes, I'm maskless, exactly. I'm vaxxed.
2: It's the only answer, yeah. com.
1: Or if I'm masked, I'm still vaxxed. I'm not a... there. You, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Chairman Adam Schiff yesterday
0: the direct intervention by the president and the attorney general in specific criminal cases implicating the president, like that of Roger Stone, one of his aides whose sentence was reduced before he was pardoned, Uh, Mike Flynn, another uh, presidential national security advisor whose case was made to completely go away. These are gross abuses of the independence of the Justice Department, and we don't know how far they they run, and uh, our new attorney general has to find out.
2: Yeah, what do you make of this whole thing, Jen? Because I just, uh, I'm trying to be patient, not my strong suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, Merrick Garland is, I think, a good man. I yeah. just don't, I, I, but I'm like, we just can't, for precedent, allow this to stand because they're not really giving uh, Democrats the information yet, right, Travis, in terms of, uh, we just can't let this stand, this no. precedent, that <clears throat> you can throat> the throat> use the DOJ
1: like that. It's not payback or vindictiveness. It is restoring justice. That's what I'm always concerned with. The Democrats are like, we'll just let it go but here's the thing I don't know I'm not a lawyer so I don't want to be one of these people that's right. yelling and screaming but I do think that I'm a little tired just this is just my personal you know we're having a drink opinion not political not politically smart but I'm a little tired of hearing about all these guys who are institutionalists you see where that got us with muller yeah like yeah I'm not yes. saying don't obey the law but I bet there's something in the middle yeah. between saying well if we do this then someone's gonna do it to us later we literally Our democracy is on fire. I'm not really concerned with if you do something now, someone could do it to Democrats later. These aren't normal times. We can have normal remedies. Like they,
2: Trump blew up the Justice Department. So we have to, it's not just like, oh, we won't do that again. We have to get to the bottom of this. Democratic leadership is unhappy with the foot dragging from the Justice Department under uh, Merrick Garland. So they're trying a new approach to get more information. Um, the DOJ has not only been holding back investigative information about the Trump administration from House committees launching their own inquiries, but has been running interference for the former president. Uh, that is some Democrats frustrated. Obviously, the OLC memo, E. Jean Carroll, just wrong decisions. This week, Democrats made a new move toward opening the books in a key area where the Justice Department has been unduly secretive. The scandal involving them subpoenaing phone, rec- phone records of because uh, again, it's bipartisan. It's also Don McGahn. It's their own White House lawyer. Mm-hmm. How do you, you know, have that precedent? And now uh-huh. I, I think they're trying to say, oh, well, it was, they were just, you know, trying to, they, it was AIDS to these people and those people got swept
1: up. We need answers. No, it doesn't matter, you know. AIDS I, don't make decisions on their own. By the way, I wonder if Sally Yates would have been a better choice. I,
2: I understood what exactly what you, you said. Just wondering. You Disney. were speaking ixnay on the ipsnay and I heard what you were yep. saying. That yep. Sally Gates, Yates might have been a better choice. <laughs> or perhaps Glenn <laughs> Kirshner. Yeah. Okay. Listen, you're from Boston, and I need to understand the thir- the term uh, "rats get bats" because
1: <laughs> I'm not from the mob, though.
2: <laughs> oh, you're not from mob Boston. No, you're no. not from the Boston mob. No. Okay, um, two Boston police officers are on an investigation of- for the January 6th Capitol riot. Uh huh. Um, including a social media post that appears to be threatening anyone who turns people in who participated in the event he wrote rats get bats huh. in response to a Facebook post from the FBI seeking information on Capitol Riders. I thought it was snitches get stitches I, it, Is the Boston version rats get
1: bats a Boston always does things a little differently I'm not surprised but I've never heard of it is it I assume it's a baseball bat rats uh, that's that's what bats, I'm assuming or some not kind like, of police baton ah, bats no not covid bats no but you would think they would use something that has like an R in it. So they that's could a, really right. That's you a know? better
2: threat now. COVID bats. Rats get COVID bats. <laughs> it's a better threat than a. they mean a Boston Red Sox bat.
1: But they could be like "Lias get frias like something that sounds good in a Boston accent. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Oh, Kevin McCarthy. Before we go, this is very exciting.
0: Awkward. He
2: must be very excited about this. That Donald Trump wants to be Speaker of the House. So thank God that wasn't anything he wanted.
0: <laughs> would you be for President Trump becoming Speaker? <laughs> You know, I've talked to President Trump many times. He tells me he wants to be speaker, and I think he should be president.
2: Yeah. So you don't want that. No. You don't want to be that. You don't want. It. I'm You're telling gonna ruin his you, plan. he's going he's gonna to do that. If they win, he's going to throw Kevin McCarthy under the bus and be speaker, and then he thinks they'll make him president, yep. impeach Biden. Okay. Buses.
1: Right. Bus is starting. DeSantis is going to be under it, too. There you go. Um, Lindsay, Lady G, was this Lady G at the
2: yeah, conference? Okay. It's a big lie. Mm hmm.
0: 44,000 votes short, and we can argue about being cheated. And there was a lot of shenanigans, right?
2: No, this was actually a shenanigan free election. Mm-hmm. Shenanigans. Is that what he calls? If he really thought it was that serious, would he call it shenanigans? I think he, I feel like he calls sex games shenanigans. I think on Grindr, he actually is like looking for shenanigans. I think he's looking for he <laughs> Well, now we have to end the show with
0: that. Nailed it. Because Nailed this it. is
2: why she's a writer on the Emmy-winning Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I can't wait to come back. Why her books are all fantastic, her podcast fantastic, her stand-up <laughs> is fantastic because she writes stuff like that on the fly. Jen Kirkman is too much fun. I just renamed your podcast.
1: Oh, thanks, Steph. I love, I love being here. Follow her on Twitter. Adore her like we do. We love you, Jen. Kirkman. I love my Stephanie Miller family.
2: Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
1: No, I never admitted defeat. I, we have a, a lot of things happening right now. I think that that was an election that was, I don't think, all you have to do is read the newspapers and see what's coming out now. No,
0: I never. The word is concede. I have not conceded. Shut the f- up,
1: Donnie.
2: Okay, all right. Wow. Oh, well, yeah, he seemed a little more. Yeah. What's the word? Drugged lethargic. than usual. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's what I meant. Lethargic. I, I, I meant a lit. Le- I'll ask the FBI guy whether you need to say alleged. When your <laughs> when your pupils are that dilated and your speech is that slurred here in the United <laughs> States. Good morning, Frank Figueroosie. Frank Figueroosie. Frank Figueroosie. Frank Figueroosie. Former G-Man. The FBI. Frank Figueroosie joins us now. In color.
0: Frank Figueroosie, the former FBI Assistant Director for Counterintelligence. Frank Fogluzy, Frank.
2: I feel like I need my favorite G-Man.
0: She's got you all.
2: Author of the bestseller, uh, FBI Way, Inside the Bureau's Code of Excellence. We're in the FBI and you fought against crime agent as, as handsome and fantastic
0: as Frank Luguzi.
2: Oh, hi, Frank Luguzi. Good morning.
0: Oh, good morning. We just happened to be here while the jingle is playing. Fantastic.
2: <laughs> In front of your beautiful Arizona backdrop where it's a thousand and one degrees today. Good morning. Uh, cold
0: front today. So just a thousand, not a thousand.
2: <laughs> so um, you have uh, apparently uh, you you have activated Tucker Carlson's extra crazy. talking about his him, him doubling down on this latest you know it's the fbi behind january 6th i mean i you know i take from your commentary on tv frank and the piece that you wrote i mean maybe we should take this as good news that the fbi is obviously getting close and going up the food chain right on january 6th because they're freaking out and that's a preemptive move right to go oh the fbi did it so of course they're going to accuse us of doing it
0: yeah as you, as you're saying I I did provoke the wrath of uh the Fox News followers because I'm getting uh, an unusually high number of very vile and profane threats Damn. simply because I challenged the notion that uh the FBI orchestrated the insurrection and it, to for those of you who mercifully choose not to listen to the Fox News craziness <clears throat> what happened was um there was an article in in um uh, a, a fringe magazine I won't even mention it uh, online that said oh look look at all the unindicted co-conspirators and all the indictments for January 6th those unindicted co-conspirators who were not named those have to be undercover FBI agents who orchestrated the insurrection well Tucker Carlson grabbed it went out with it like it was fact and you know if he for those wondering well is he stupid or is he deliberately deceiving the public I, I say the answer is both but however. All he had to do was get a legal dictionary or ask a lawyer friend, what does it mean when there's an unnamed, unindicted co-conspirator? And he would have found out it doesn't mean there's undercover operatives in the indictment. It just means somebody is suspected of criminal wrongdoing and they're not yet chargeable. Or after the fact, they decided to cooperate with the prosecution. So we're not naming them to protect them. But of course, this is grabbed on. I wrote a column about it. I went on Brian Williams. I went on. Nicole Wallace to simply explain what unindicted co-conspirator means. And now here comes this barrage of ugliness that and and by the way, they see this as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Frank, the FBI guy is going on to deny that the FBI. Of course, it's all part of the deep state.
2: Right. Yeah, of course, because you're involved. Uh, is, right. I mean, but this is I always learn something from you, Frank, which is why we love you. But that unindicted co-conspirator to the n- normal uh, mirror, like, oh, yes, it's something, you know, weird. And, and as you're saying, that's a legal term that it, it, it actually I think you were saying in one case, it was the um, defendant's wife. Like unindicted co-conspirator can meet a lot of things but okay right um and you were saying it's carlson louis gomer Matt gates marjorie taylor green um you said it is not re reused to refer to fbi agents or even government informants sent into the right instead it usually you know as you just said refers to those suspected of being involved but more evidence is needed or as you already said they're cooperating so um co-conspirators for example as you say with suspects wife in one case um, but the but one FBI interview of a suspected participant in January 6th, Frank, you point out this could be where this started. He's a retired NYPD officer and former Marine, was asked whether he had any connection to any member of Congress or congressional staffer. That simple question provides us the answer as to why the far light has strategi- strategically shifted its blame game, mm-hmm. because that infers their, right, I assume, moving up the food chain to what we know are connections between some members of Congress and these right-wing groups, right?
0: Well, well, precisely. If you're wondering, hey, how come, I wait a minute, I thought the far right was saying Antifa pulled off the insurrection. Then I thought they they were saying it was peaceful. Then I thought they were saying it was just another day of tourists. And now they're saying, no, 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 never mind. It was the FBI who did it all. So why the shift? As I explain in the column, it's pretty transparent. We've now learned that the FBI, in at least one instance, interviewing one of the defendants, in January 6th, asked the question, do you know anybody in Congress or any congressional staffers? And of course, you know, this is fairly obvious now that the FBI is asking these questions because they're looking for a root cause of instigation and aiding and abetting, and the right wing is flipping out. It's why we don't have an independent commission to get to the bottom. Of course not.
2: Yeah, I love that you tweeted, hmm, FBI asked January 6th suspect about ties to Congress and extremist groups. And I just, I'm like... When an FBI guy says, hmm, what does that mean, Frank? (laughs) Mm. It's nothing good ever comes after that, right? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, (laughs) the FBI does not insert a question into an interview (laughs) unless it has a reason to do so, right? And and the reasons would be that the the question is going to fulfill an intelligence collection requirement for the investigation. Like, hey, where did this all start? Who aided and abetted this? How far up can we go? Or they have reason to believe that this particular person does have a connection, and they want him to respond so that they can show him later that hey, you're lying to us.
2: Yeah, and more specifically, you know, you said they asked because members of Congress and prominent Republican members have been known to affiliate with right-wing militias. That includes Ted Cruz of Texas, Roger Stone's link to Oath Keepers, Proud Boys' affinity for Matt Gates, the Three Percenters' links with the likes of Stone uh, and Paul Gosar of Arizona, Lauren Bobbitt of Colorado. So as I was saying, we already know some of the names and the, the uh, but as you write, um, Cong- you know, members of Congress may have become aware the FBI is pursuing the root cause of the January 6th riot. Yeah, it helps that Matt Gates is on the judiciary and gets to question the FBI while he's under FBI investigation. But anyway, to the extent you write that certain members of Congress or aides may, uh, to Trump may be criminally exposed for any possible role they played in aiding and abetting violence, they would have every reason to begin attacking the investigators. Um, of course the FBI will blame us. The agency simply trying to deflect attention away from its own role in the riot. It's a tactic right out of the Trump playbook. I mean, it didn't Tucker Carlson talk about, oh, see, it happened in the Gretchen Whitmer. I'm like, to the extent the FBI stopped it, right? <laughs> like somebody got cold feet and told the FBI informant what was happening. I mean... I just this is just sort of I guess I shouldn't be astonished at anything Fox says or Tucker Carlson says. But but, how how is the FBI involved doing what they've always done, infiltrating these groups and stopping crimes? Right.
0: Right. The FBI would would make themselves look like they failed miserably just so that they can stir up trouble on January 6th. That makes a whole lot of sense to Mm -hmm. me. Right. Uh, No, no, it doesn't. look we're we've reached an era we're living in a time stephanie where you know the old encouraging assuring statement that hey just because you say something repeatedly doesn't make it true well guess what we've flipped that on its head in today's age of social media 24 7 news infotainment uh, masquerading as journalism now if you say something repeatedly enough it does become someone's reality and that that is the The strategy here, it's a strategy of deception, and it starts with Fox News or some other right-wing place, and then everyone picks it up and runs with it. And this FBI conspiracy theory will go for quite some time because they think the FBI is asking about them, and they are.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, And by the way, you said expect more craziness from Gates as the pressure mounts. As the Gates investigation ramps up, Feds mount sweeping probe into Central Florida political scheme. I mean, I, that's what I'm trying to, I mean, I'm happy clappy, Frank, but I take this as good news that they may be getting close, not just in capitals, you know, the Capitol riots, but Matt Gates, the reason they're flipping out and, uh, about the FBI, right?
0: Yeah, it appears they have cooperators, at, at least two, um, his buddy and one of the young ladies. Um, and, and here's the thing. I want people to kind of be patient, set their expectations. Th- these are complicated cases. It's not... You know, it's not straight up. There's a third-party app here, right, which is the sugar daddy app, allegedly, um, where he can have uh, plausible deniability and say, "Well, I was, you know, I was paying for hotel or airfare, but not for the sex." Um, it gets it gets complicated. But I got to tell you, what I'm far more fascinated in is the corruption case that developed out of this, which is that he was getting trips to the Caribbean. He was getting women um, in return for some quid pro quo for an official act. That is incredibly significant. It's complicated, but I I think he's very, very much exposed to it.
2: Yep. Yay. Okay. Hold, please. You know, there's so much going on in the world that can make it difficult to relax and decompress. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, You've experienced the Sunday scaries, that feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach that comes on Sunday afternoon. Now there is a totally different Sunday scary, vitamin C- Boosted CBD gummies. What's not fun about that? Make mm-hmm. a friend with a Wilma chaser. Okay, no, they're not Flintstones. They're just, okay, they're CBD gummies, but with vitamins. You don't even have to wait until Sunday night rolls around. Self-care, so important. Sunday Scaries is here to help. Sunday Scaries believes everyone deserves a hand on a difficult day. If you're looking for a way to decompress, Sunday Scaries has you covered with all their CBD products. Visit sundayscaries.com. Use that promo code SEXYLIBERAL. All one word at checkout. You get 25% off your order. That's 25% off at sundayscaries.com. Promo code SEXYLIBERAL. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These products are not for use or sale by persons under the age of 18. Sunday scaries. Boo! Let's talk about Chris Ray. So one thing that you always say on TV, Frank, that sticks with me is you say January 6th was not uh, a failure of intelligence. It was a failure to act on Mm -hmm. the intelligence we already had. So the FBI director and other senior officials have consistently downplayed the intelligence value of social media posts by Trump supporters prior to January 6th. Uh, I'm reading from NBC, suggesting the bureau had no actionable warning the Capitol would be targeted by a mob. But according to a document entered into court records last week, an FBI agent acknowledged in February investigative report that angry Trump supporters were talking openly in the days before the riot about bringing guns to the Capitol to start a revolution. A review of open source and social media posts leading up to and during the event indicates individuals participating in Stop the Steal were angered about the results, felt Joe Biden had unlawfully been declared president-elect, users in multiple online groups and platforms discussed traveling to the Capitol armed or making plans to start a revolution. What? what you, obviously, a lot of Democrats are not satisfied with the answers they're getting from Chris Ray, right? Richard Blumenthal said what I don't understand is why this chatter and raw intelligence didn't prompt a stronger warning an alarm going to the very top of the United States Congress because clearly the United States Congress was under severe threat. Carolyn Maloney said FBI Director Ray admitted today he was unaware of the more than 50 tips from social media site Parlor prior to the January 6th warning of violence. One user saying don't be surprised if we take the Capitol building this was a massive intelligence failure by the FBI plain and simple. Frank Give us your take on all that.
0: Okay. There's a lot there. But the, the bottom line is, um, yeah, I have said it's not so much an intelligence failure as it is a failure to execute available intelligence because clearly the intelligence was there. So it, to the extent you define an intelligence failure as not um, having anything to act on, um, I say, no, they had tons to act on. They failed to act on it. <clears throat> I know it's parsing words, but... With regard to this, um, this recent filing by an FBI agent saying, hey, there was a lot of stuff beforehand, we don't know, and, and I have to assume, he's talking about after the fact. In other words, once, once the violence happened, by the way, this is extremely typical of the domestic terrorism handcuffs that are on law enforcement is you have to wait for the violence to occur often before you can then retroactively go back and investigate so i what i sense is happening now and i know it's happening now is now that the act occurred they're going back they've got defendants they're going back and getting warrants or searching for their activity online prior to yeah. the act and they're going wow um now, we've, now we see this and they're using it in the case to prosecute. So I, that's what that's what's going on there. But far more importantly, Stephanie, it shows us we've got to change the rules of the road if we're gonna stop the yes. next act of domestic terrorism. It can't be that you wait for the violence and then go back and are allowed to look at stuff. And I think that's why yeah, yeah. when Ray says he didn't know about Parler, he didn't know blah, 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 yeah. the lawyers have shut down any semblance of of spying on Americans and I get it, but we've got to figure out a better way to do this.
2: Yeah. I well, I was going to just jump over all your experience and training and just say it's because they were, I don't have time for that. It, <laughs> but it's because they were white, domestic, yep. white supremacist, domestic terrorist Trump supporters mm-hmm. that they looked the other way. It doesn't take a genius to go like, you know, they obviously there was a stand down order. There was some sort of, you know. Ugh, it was the top that ordered the code red, as I always say. But okay, Frank, you have a, p- a podcast. This one sounds fascinating. Is this on your podcast? The top FBI scientist shares her uh, is advances in rapid DNA, the ability to match your DNA profile at a local police station in two hours or less.
0: Is this a- yeah? Here is the cool yeah. So the the podcast it's been out for about a month. It's it's doing extremely well because it's unprecedented. The FBI never allowed an outsider to have access every single week to active duty FBI personnel. Yeah. There are a lot of podcasts out there that talk to retired folks, people like me, but this is active duty. So we've done behavioral profilers talking about serial killers. We've wow. done a PhD scientist telling us that DNA is now down to less than two hours and it's happening at your local police station. They digitize your swab, boom, goes to Washington. Mm-hmm. While, they're, while they're holding you legally, they find out you're the rapist, you're the murderer that's in the database. We're doing the we did an episode on the FBI abroad. we this week, just out today, this week's episode, is the head of the behavioral threat assessment center telling you how to know if your crazy uncle or that guy down the street is really going to act out violently we do that every week
2: that is fantastic it is called the bureau right with uh, frank laguzzi and that sounds fantastic we have links we'll put links up it's already up they are up at all our places um frank it's always a thrill when we get to talk to you thanks so much and your fake uh, arizona background thanks so much
0: (laughs) <laughs> stay, stay safe, everybody. Thanks for having me.
2: You, you also look like a, you couldn't possibly be that handsome. Like everything looks fake there, but you. But we love your expertise. Thank you, Frank.
0: Stay, stay safe.
2: Be safe. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Frank. Frank. I always save a little time to hit on. Okay.